Before we get into today's show, I just wanted to let you know about our new podcast that I'm so excited about called Mindbenders. It's a podcast about stories of synchronicity that can bend minds. You can find Mindbenders podcast at Spotify, Apple podcast, and mindbenderspodcast.com. Submit your mind-bending story today by emailing us at mindbenders at path11productions.com or by calling us. Leave your story on our voicemail. It's okay if it's a long one. We'll call you back. 1-323-713-1113. Again, that's 1-323-713-1113. Also, the 2020 Virtual Afterlife Awareness Conference has ended, but the replays are still available at path11productions.com slash ac2020. For $129, you can watch just over 17 hours of streamed videos from professionals including Robert Moss, Austin Wells, Edie Nathan, Brian Smith, and Daniel 4 PhD, just to name a few of the presenters. Visit path11productions.com slash AC2020 to see the complete list. Topics include dealing with grief, working with death doulas, psychic children, and suicide. These videos won't last forever, but they can be watched anytime at your convenience until September 30th, 2020. Visit path11productions.com slash AC2020 for all the information. And if you haven't seen our documentaries yet, the Path Series Trilogy, you can watch all three for free at Gaia.com. Just sign up for their one-week free trial. You can cancel at any time and watch The Path Afterlife, The Path Beyond the Physical, and The Path Evolution. Oh, and before we get into our show, I wanted to remind you to use your 25% off discount code PATH2PORTAL, all caps, PATH, the number two portal, path to portal at reconnection.com for trainings by Dr. Eric Pearl. They absolutely loved being on our show and they wanted to give back to our listeners. So you guys are lucky and are getting 25% off if you go to their website, reconnection.com. All of these links are listed in the show notes for today's episode. So enough of all these announcements, let's get to our show for today. And thanks for tuning in to the Path 11 Podcast. I am your host, April Hanna. At the Path 11 Podcast, we are here trying to deliver leading-edge research on consciousness, healing, and metaphysics. And just like you, we are trying to answer the big questions about life. Who are we? Why are we here? And what is our purpose? We hope by listening to our podcast, it will make each day you live on Earth a little easier to understand. And now for today's podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Path 11 podcast today. I'm pretty excited that we have started this new video podcasting. So for those of you who might be listening through audio, I want to let you know that you can also watch it through video so you can actually see our guests. Um, So our guest today is Ellen Meredith, and she is the author of The Language Your Body Speaks, an intuitive and energy medicine practitioner with over 35 years of experience. She has served on the faculty of energy medicine pioneer Donna Eden since 2010 and teaches energy healing techniques all over the world. And we uh, did have Donna Eden's husband on, uh, David, on our podcast. So you guys might be familiar um, just with his work. And I know that I've spoken a little bit about energy medicine before. But Ellen, welcome to the Path 11 podcast. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here and speak with you today. 
Yeah, same here. I really love um, energy medicine and it changed my life when I was first introduced to it. I had a pr practitioner by the name of Susan up here in Saratoga Springs and she was one of the first, um, I think, group to be trained under Donna Eden. So as soon as she, she was learning it as I was working with her, so I was a little bit of a guinea pig and uh, really felt my body transform in many different ways with using the techniques and I still use them to this day. But I would love to hear a little bit more about your journey and your story and how you got into energy medicine, but you do a lot more than just energy medicine as well. If you go to your website, mm -hmm. you'll see that you do stuff with channeling, you know, you're a healer, a practitioner, a teacher, a coach, you're kind of like a whole package. <laughs> so <laughs> let's let our listeners know a little bit about your journey and how this got you to where you are today and becoming an author. Okay, good. <clears throat> Thank you for asking. Um, I originally was trained by my inner teachers. And it wasn't something that I was seeking out. It just, I, I'm a writer. I, I was writing novels in those days. And my grandmother, who's dead, showed up in my mind with a message. And um, I was intrigued. So I wrote it down and I didn't think much of it. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then what happened was somebody randomly came to my door, someone I barely knew, and said, I'm going to get a psychic reading. And I'd never heard of that before. So I said, oh, I'll come with you. And I went and I sat down. And the psychic looked at me and she said, your maternal grandmother is standing right behind you and she has a message for you. And, um, and then she repeated the message I'd gotten from my grandmother. And that intrigued me. And, and I asked her, are you reading my mind or do you think my grandmother's really there and are you reading something in her? And she was good for $5 psychic. She said, you know, it's my belief that I'm reading energies and that your grandmother's really there and that you get messages and that if you would just listen to them, um, you, could, you could learn from them. So within a day or two, I started noticing these messages in my head, just one letter at a time. So I started taking dictation and they were my inner teachers who came through and trained me. And they put me through a very intensive um, curriculum. In fact, I'm still in training 45 years later, 50 years later, whatever it is. Um, and they'd offer concepts, they'd offer insights, and then my whole life would explode with the meaning of that. And at some point, um, not far into my training with them, they said, you're going to get very sick. And in the process of getting help and healing, you're going to learn how to be a healer. And it was never something you know, I don't know why. It just didn't occur to me that that would be a path my life would take. But that's what happened. I did get sick. And in the process of I got sent by my MD who said, I can't help you to a chiropractor who did applied kinesiology, which is very similar to the muscle testing in Eden Energy Medicine. Um, it comes from that tradition. Um, <clears throat> so I started realizing I could see what was going on in the body. I could perceive energies. I could I could read the energies of, of supplements on her shelf, and I sort of fell into it. I mean, I was teaching writing at the time, and I fell into this career of being a healer, being an intuitive. And I had, I was in practice for about 20, 25 years when I first encountered Donna's work. And the reason I did was I got sick, and I had things that I couldn't heal, but I could have helped in someone else. I had, you know, problems, and I just didn't know enough about healing myself to to move it, to shift it. And I was too weak and tired to do that. So I went to the bookstore and her book kind of jumped into my arms and said, here, take me home. 
And I did. And I read it and I said, oh, she's the real deal. I'm going to go study with her. And the next week I was in an intensive course with Donna and they were just starting their certification program. So I went through her training and became a teacher in that system. So I'd already developed my own um, ways of healing, but they were very much in line with how Donna thought and how, how um, her work um, is set up. So it, it felt like just the most natural home for me in the world to to bring those two together. And um, that was 12 years ago or something. And I've you know, just continued to evolve my practice. And the reason I wrote this book, it's not my first book, but it's my first book. Um, this is, uh, it, I don't want to say it's my first book. It's the book that I wrote to bring together a lot of the work I've been developing over the years into a form that makes it accessible to anyone, you know, any self healer, whether they know anything about energy medicine, whether they believe in it or not, it's to really help understand how to um, to speak energy? It's called the language your body speaks. So it's about that. It's about the fact that I see lang- uh, energy as a language, and how can we develop the ability to use it, both for self healing and just in life, right? Yeah, yeah. And I definitely want to dive into that a little bit more. If you don't mind me asking, um, are you comfortable sharing what your diagnosis was or what? what you became sick with, just in case if there's any of our listeners, maybe that have taken that journey and have not found any solutions, you know, this might be, uh-huh. you might be a perfect person for them to tap into. Okay. Well, you know, I think that I'm a pretty good poster child for chronic weird mush <laughs> because I had a lot of um, blood sugar issues. I had a lot of digestive issues. I had mood and hormone issues, and it it kind of crystallized into 15 years of daily migraines. So, you know, so one of the things that it set me on the path of is that a lot of illness isn't about the diagnosis. It's not about what's wrong and how do you fix that thing. It's more like, how do you bring yourself into a good balance and wholeness so that thing doesn't have to scream at you? right? It doesn't, the body speaks through symptoms. It speaks through um, sensations. It speaks through things going wrong in your mind, body, spirit, even in your life. You know, your car breaking down is sometimes a message energetically to to stop and pay attention to something. So, um, so yes, I hope that people with migraines are listening. It's not what's the cure for migraine. It's what is the migraine saying to you about what you need in your life in order to um, to function better, to, to be more whole, to be, to play the music of your soul on the instrument of your body, um, using your mind as, as the intelligent, uh, musician. Great. Yes. Thank you for that. So let's talk a little bit more about the language of energy. And I know that, you know, you said that your book is a little bit different than some of the Donna Eden books out there. Maybe we can start there. You can explain a little bit about what the difference is between your book and the teachings of um, energy medicine through her and how you focus so much on the language piece of this. Okay. Um, I love, love, love Donna's work. And one of the things I think she accomplished, particularly in her first book, Energy Medicine, is she really laid out an anatomy of of the energy systems that she can so beautifully see um, with her with her energetic vision. Um, And it's been so helpful to people to know, you know, how do your energies move? How do they behave? 
what are the patterns that can be seen by people who see energies? And then what can you do with that? And, um, and I looked at that, and I love it, and I teach it. But there are also other modalities that are amazing. You know, I love acupressure and acupuncture. I love, gosh, I love almost every modality of energy medicine. But they all have their jargon, and they all have this massive learning curve. And for, and they have, for a self-healer, if you've got daily migraines, it's hard to go out and learn enough about any single modality to really use it effectively to help yourself. So you get into this kind of endless cycle of paying someone else to help you. you know, pay, and those of you out there who've got chronic illness, you've been to practitioner after practitioner after practitioner, as I did. It gets pricey. And you learn things and you grow, but most of the modalities are not set up to teach you how to help yourself. They're set up for the practitioner to help you with their expertise. And that's lovely, but, you know, if we had to go to the dentist every day to brush our teeth, we'd be in trouble. You know, we have to learn things for ourselves to take care of our energies. So I wrote the book trying to dive beneath all of these uh, different modalities to say, well, what's the source code? Donna always says, Energy is the language your body speaks or the language the body speaks. And I said, okay, if, it, if that's so, how does this language work? And I have a strong background in languages. I used to study foreign languages and things. So to me, it was a natural exploration of can I, um, you know, and I probably have my own jargon, but can I go beyond the jargon of, of, you know, Chinese medicine or some of these other modalities to just talk in everyday terms that you and I understand, you know, breathing in and breathing out. We understand those things. We understand, you know, letting go. We understand taking in. We understand a lot about how energies move and behave. And, you know, we understand swirling. We don't have to know the whole history of chakras to understand that energy swirl and what how a vortex works like when the water's in the sink. So I try to relate, you know, I don't dumb it down, but I try to go back to what everybody knows about their this first language, which is energy, and how to build on that. And I'm the book tries to create a kind of immersion experience. It's not a it's not a language book with vocabulary and little little dialogues that you have to memorize. It really is kind of an immersion in, oh, yeah, I knew that. Oh, yeah, right. Oh, that's how that works. Okay, yeah, I've seen that. And I relate it to everyday experiences and um, everyday observations rather than a particular literature or a particular set of research. Great. Thank you. And so if somebody's just starting out, right, listening to this, where do uh-huh. you um, recommend people start to begin to listen to the language of their own body? Do you have any techniques that maybe you can share with our listeners or how you sure. recommend uh, for people to really get in touch with the body? Because many times we're so busy that we uh-huh. stop, we, we don't even stop to listen to our breath like you were talking about or to be very <laughs> right. conscious well, <laughs> of the fact that we're breathing. So, you know, I would assume too that some of your techniques and what you're writing about is also creating a relationship with your consciousness and the physical body. And um, uh-huh. so how do we begin to do that to learn the language of our own body and to understand what it's telling us, especially in uh-huh. times of discomfort or dis-ease or some illness or sickness? Yeah, good question. Um, So one thing that I have found over the years, and I I believe, is that you don't need special psychic abilities. You don't need to see energies or perceive them with some kind of special, special psychic sense. 
it actually goes through our regular senses. You know, just as you can think of your mother and shut your eyes and picture your mother, you know, she's not right in front of you. You can still picture her, right? It's an inner inner sight. And we have inner sight, inner feeling, inner um, taste, inner smell, et cetera. All the senses um, extend both inward and outward into the world. So we can use those as a doorway into how do I perceive what's going on with my body? But um, I give a lot of exercises in all those realms. But one that, that I love as a starting place is called healing hands. It's so simple. We have so much knowing in our hands. And our hands are smarter about healing than our brains sometimes. We have to train the brain to, to learn what the hands know. So what you do is you just rub your hands together. I'm going to do this with you here. Okay, do it. everybody should do it with me. It's so simple. You don't need to concentrate a lot. And you're going to take one hand. I'm left-handed, so I always go to my left. And say, where do you want to go? You're a beautiful healing hand. Where do you want to go? And my hand immediately goes here, which, for those of you out there with migraines, is often where my migraine comes. And I didn't have to think that. My hand just went there. Yeah, I, I was feeling it. I'm thinking about it a little too much. But as soon as you said that, it felt like it just wanted to go to the heart. Yeah. And, and the trick is not to think it because we do have pathways where we think, oh, I could use that. But sometimes it's weird. Like sometimes it's like, <clears throat> you know, right on the nose or, you know, it's something really wacko and weird. But you leave that hand there and you say, where do you want to go? Oh, hand. OK, mine wants to go to the elbow. Now, I've learned a lot about energy anatomy and I could stop and analyze. Oh, why is it there? Why is it here? What is it saying? But don't do that. Just feel into it. Just let it talk. And then at some point, you could say to one of the hands, hey, do you want to move or do you want to stay where you are? And this one says, I want to go down here to my solar plexus. Well, Me you just too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You're probably feeling mine or I'm feeling yours. Right. And then you say to them, and you want to stay or do you want to go somewhere else? And mine says, I want to go here. And you just keep following that. And, you know, there's an, it's got its own rhythm and timing. You can hold for until you feel like somebody wants to move. Some, one of the hands of its own volition wants to go somewhere else. And it can be in the field, but sometimes people get fancy and try to be, like, really sophisticated. This is so simple. This is like what we do with infants. It's just loving touch. But what we're doing is intuitively hooking up various pathways in the energy systems that we're not even conscious of, but we're supporting their communication by doing that. So you just follow that pattern until you feel like you've completed a cycle. And often what happens is you feel resolution, you feel a shift, you feel, um, you feel open in a new way. Sometimes you don't know what you feel and you only notice later, like three hours later, hey, you know what, I, I haven't had any coffee yet, and I'm still fine. You know, it, it shifts things beyond our understanding. And of course, my goal is always to train this brain to actually match the wisdom of our bodies. Because in our culture, that's not something we emphasize with children. You know, we're always saying, oh, what, what man, I don't see any man over there. You know, what, what, what blue dog, I don't see any blue dog. You know, and we sort of train children to understand what the shared reality is, and to kind of uh, screen out everything that isn't approved of by the parents or the teachers or the peers. And that causes some real um, problems. Uh, people with chronic illness often got very misdirected in um, what was okay to perceive or what was going on between themselves and uh, within their perceptions. So um, it's a very baseline way to start to reestablish that, that dialogue. 
and I do call it energy dialogue in the book. I talk about that it isn't just, here's the problem, what do we apply to it to fix it? It's like, if I engage with my body using its own language, not English, because my body's, you know, it kind of understands English, sort of not really, <laughs> but, you know, but in the language of energy, it will start to tell me more and more about what's needed, what lo- allows it to thrive, what it likes. You know, it's like a dog or cat, you know, they'll tell you what they like and they'll bite you if, if you, they don't like what you're doing. Right. So and the body me, does. Yeah. Let me ask you a couple questions about this, you know, hand technique. Yeah. And so, like you said, you're, you're getting your, the information, this intuitive information, you don't have to be intuitive to do it. And you know, when my yeah. hand went to my heart and then all of a sudden it went to the shoulder, I was like, why is it going there? Um, right. and then the belly, and then it wanted to stay there. So you're saying, uh-huh. um, you know, and of course my analytical mind wants to say, okay, well, what is that doing now? I do know that there are energy meridians within our body, that there are yeah. certain pressure points. So when you're saying that things begin to hook up, is it just from the gentle touch, the, you know, do we have an electromagnetic field coming from our hand that is maybe covering certain acupressure points that need uh-huh. to be done? Um, and that's helpful. And then I guess my next question on top of this is, is there something where, um, you know, people can say, okay, well, why did my hands go here? And can I look that up to see maybe what meridians or points my body is requesting uh-huh. for me to hold? So is right. there any kind of science to some of this with acupuncture and meridians? Yes. And, (laughs) um, what is really valuable about the healing hands exercise, it's a, it's a path into speaking the language without having to translate it into the analytical thought process or into English. It is starting to speak energy and staying in energy. So what I encourage people to do with that is to tune in. What does that feel like? What sensations arise in my body? Mm-hmm. What happens to my breathing when I do that? You know, just what is my what are my perceptions bringing to my consciousness as I do this hold? Which doesn't make your question go away. I think your question is awesome, but it's not the one to do while you're doing the exercise. While you're doing the exercise, you're learning how to speak energy, and you're in a total immersion experience with it. Afterwards, you might say, well, what do those places mean? And in many different, in most uh, traditional healing um, modalities or most, most um, healing traditions, they have mapped energies in the body in different ways. So Ayurvedic medicine has one way to map the energies of the body. Chinese medicine, which you and I are more familiar with through the Eden work, has mapped through meridians. And Donna Eden has brought in chakras, which come from other traditions. And and um, in Eden, we actually teach nine different energy systems. Um, <clears throat> and yes, you can say, where on those maps of energy systems am I landing? So who am I talking to in terms of that uh, formalized energy anatomy. And I think it's really a wonderful training for the brain to both speak energy experientially and really be in the habit of feeling it first, being in it first, and then later coming back and saying, now I'm going to train my brain to understand what that conversation was really about. (laughs) And um, because it will teach you things that you filtered out or your brain has not been trained to perceive. um, If you don't short circuit it by bringing intellect into the conversation too early. 
And um, and then I want to say beyond that. So, yes, you know, certain places, there's points in Eden that have been mapped. And and that's a good place to start with looking at maps of where things are in, in energy systems. She's, she's done an excellent job of that. I didn't chose to go that route in my book. I <clears throat> I didn't choose to map it um, because I don't want someone to look up what does this mean. I want someone to perceive the meaning directly. It's a conversation. When your teenager comes in and, and you say, how was the, the concert? And, and, and she says, oh, it was dope. You don't go to your dictionary to say, okay, let's see, dope. Oh, it was stupid. You know, you don't do that because you know contextually from everything she's communicating, not just the word, what she's really communicating. And then you learn that dope means sort of cool and awesome and bad and all those other things that, you know, whatever your, your um, jargon is or your um, slang is, you learn what that means to her and you get a holistic understanding of an experience attached to that word that is a much fuller energetic picture than if you try to do this one-to-one, this means this and this means that. And um, can I go a little further to answer your question with this one? Yeah, it's, it's absolutely. A little for- Please because there's some people out there who do know meridians and do know energy anatomy. And even those of you who don't know that it exists, do know that it exists. Um, there are energy communication pathways that are individual to each person. I, I started calling them the esoteric pathways because that's what my teachers called them. But basically, we know it from brain, brain science. When we have an experience, we create brain synapses. We create, create pathways in the brain that are unique to our own experience that allow us to kind of have that experience again and use that pathway more and more efficiently. But the subtle energies do the same thing. We, through our experience, we create very individualized pathways. And so what the Healing Hands exercise does, it absolutely can speak to meridians, it can speak to, you know, emotion points, all kinds of different points that you can look up in other systems. But it also tunes in, allows you to somehow tune into dialogue with your own esoteric circuits and sometimes reset them. Sometimes, you know, it, you have to go by how it feels to you, what your instinct is telling you happened. And maybe you say nothing happened. I don't know. But after you do it over and over again through time, you think, wow, every time I do this and, you know, left hand on hand on my left hip, hand on the back of my head, that chronic issue for me just shifts. This is, this is a good one for me. I mean, in fact, personally, the one that's good for me lately is I have one hand on the left side of my face and one hand under, on my rib cage right under my left breast, sort of all the way under around. I don't know if you can see it. <laughs> you can take the explanation. Anyway, I do that every night in bed and whenever I need consolation. And it's become a piece, what I call um, a whole... Um, what do I call it? <laughs> anyway, it, it's a piece of, of, of meaning that is encoded into a single gesture or a single word, a, a holophrase, I think I call it. Anyway, I have a really good name for it. You can look it up in my book. <laughs> and, um, but anyway, we all develop that personal code. So, so yes, you can look it up places, but I don't encourage your mind to do that because you're going to follow the pathways of thinking and perceiving that other people have laid out for you. And 
your unique combination of energies, your subtle energies have their own flavors that are unique to you. My energies, my subtle energies have their own unique flavors beyond what, you know, each meridian means for everyone. So it's a way to start to tune into um, the subtle energies on their own terms and start to identify what they mean rather than looking up their meaning because someone else assigned it. Great. Yeah. Thank you for that. And I need to hear that because, you know, as much as I exercise my right brain, I'm also very left brain and analytical. And, and sometimes I also think that's because in working with other people, other people are always asking, well, what does that mean? Why did I see this color? Uh What's this experience? Or why Uh did this happen over here in this part of my body? And so many of us are looking for answers. And I think we do kind of go to, okay, what does that mean? So I love your approach to have it come back to just more of a knowing, you know, of your own knowing, giving yourself that power and really making, um, making it, I guess, understanding for yourself, like creating your own book in a sense that you don't have to go and look it up in somebody else's and rely on somebody else's experience. Because like you said, our body is so unique and our personality, our soul, everything that embodies this, you know, physical body is unique to us. So Right. And when we ask what it, what does that mean? Turn it around. What does that mean to you? And someone will say, well, you know what? Whenever I'm upset, I see this color in my head. Or whenever I'm upset, I get this funny fluttery feeling over here. Or whenever something terrible is about to happen, I know it because my jaw gets tight for no reason. They actually do know a lot about the core vocabulary their body is using to communicate with them. But their brain hasn't quite clicked into that knowing. And, and so my job as a practitioner is not to apply my observations and what it means to me because it might mean something different to you. You know, I don't even know if I say something is blue, whether you're seeing the same color I am. Right. But I do know that what blue means to me is probably not identical, identical to what blue means to you. You know, depending on your experience with it and also what your perceptual instrument does with that, that input. So, so yeah, I, I love finding out what things mean to other people. I love all those systems. And if we learn those systems instead of uh, a vital dialogue with our own energies, we are just applying someone else's medicine and we get side effects. We don't get the direct healing that comes from listening to our system and having really engaging a meaningful conversation with our own energy. Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to teach is how do you just engage in that conversation and you're a practitioner and so am I. So it's really tempting to, you know, I've got a lot of right answers. I've been doing it for almost 40 (laughs) years. I've had a practice, you know, for almost 40 years now. I've got a lot of great answers and I can't give them to someone in a way that will short circuit their own ability to come up with answers that are relevant for them, or they're going to have to come to me week after week and I'm going to get rich and they're going to get poor. And it's not, it's not a, it's not, it's not a good way to do it for me. Yeah, I I agree with you. It's all about self-empowerment and really, I mean, I think that's the goal that we're helping to facilitate people to know themselves so that they don't need to become reliant upon anyone to go to. I think that's a danger zone, you know, when, Mm -hmm. you know, people are feeling like, well, I have to go to my healer or I, I need to have a psychic reading. And, you know, you then are giving all of this of your own inner knowing over to somebody else to tell you how to live or how you should feel or what you should do. Right. 
Right, so, right. So let and me there ask. Is a room, oh, sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Let's I go with this. I was so what you were saying. There is room for a healer to do things that we can't do for ourselves. I mean, I can't, I can't do a spinal flush on my spine because spine, I can't reach it. You know, and there's alternative ways, but it feels really good for people to do things I can't do for myself. I can't do a deep um, rebuild on a tooth that has rotted out. I go to a dentist for that. But with everyday energy stuff and for, for healing, healing has to come from the inside. We have to activate the body's ability to heal. So we have to be participants in our own healing process. And we have to treat our practitioners as our teachers not our saviors. At least that's what I said to myself at some point, like, hey, you know, you better do some learning here because this is getting kind of old to go time after time after time. They put me back. I fall out of balance. They put me back. I fall out of balance. Right. Yeah. I love that. I love that. They should be our teachers, not our saviors. Good one. <laughs> so um, mm -hmm. let me ask you too, uh, what part of your book is the favorite, your favorite, like if, if anyone, and I'm sure it's like kind of picking children, right? Which, which chapter or which child is your favorite? But, you know, as you kind of wrote this book and went through it, you know, if, if there is a chapter or something that's incredibly vital that you feel like people really need, uh, what would be that yeah. one area in your book that you find is just essential? It's kind of that tool that needs to be in everybody's back pocket. Hmm. Oh, that's a hard question. You're asking me and I'm an earth element primarily and we're mamas and, you know, we're not going to say one of our kids is better than the other. Um, each chapter um, takes you into a different realm of exploring the language of energy and has its own value. So it's going to be different for each person. What's the most important? Um, but one that I was kind of happy to add to put in is actually got broken into two because it was too long. The last two chapters where I said, okay, now that we've gone through le learning all this about how energy works and how to tune into it and really understand it on its own terms, how do we take that and, and engage in healing conversations? How do we bring that to the task of healing ourselves? Because really, we're re most people will read this book. It's called, the subtitle is Self-Healing with Energy Medicine. They're reading it because they want to heal something or they want to learn how to do that better. So in the last two chapters, I provide six conversations that I think are primary in self-healing. Again, it's not, it's not the approach of here's the disease. I've got limes. What do I do for limes? But if you have limes, if you have migraines, if you have a diagnosis, if you have no diagnosis, the doctor said, there's nothing wrong with you. And you know, there's a lot wrong with you because you feel like crap. Um, these conversations activate the healing that addresses all of them in various ways. And I, I talk about each issue and then I give exercises. Would you like me to tell you what the six issues are? Sure. That would be wonderful. Okay. So one is what I call um, gatekeeping, which is about your identity and, and setting boundaries. And I talk a lot in the book about the gatekeeper. It's a little like Donna Eden's um, concept of the triple warmer energy system. Keeps the gates of self. It says, this is me. This is not me. This can come in. This has to stay out. In other words, it's your immune system. Physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, immune system. So I have a lot of information in the book and there about how does this system work? You know, it's, it's part of the grammar or syntax of the language. Um, 
Another one is grounding, rooting, and anchoring. So I go very deeply into what those three processes are that are interrelated. A third area is um, I call interconnections and coherence. Sometimes all your organs are working perfectly. They're just not talking to each other. Mm-hmm. And, and so energy medicine that tries to get this meridian stronger or that meridian stronger misses the boat because it's the, it's the interconnections that need the reinforcement. Um, the fourth area is the exchange between self and world. Sometimes we get sick because the people around us are sick or the world around us is sick. I mean, a lot of Americans have addictions because we're a very addicted society and it's hard not to take on addictions when it's so rampant in our shared culture. So how do we heal the exchange between self and world and, and um, strengthen, build the resilience to do that in a healthy way? The fifth area is resetting the energy flow, energy flow reset. And that's a lot when you do Donna Eden's five-minute energy routine. It's a wonderful way to reset the energy flows. But I offer some additional ways to do that in in these these, um, favorite child chapters that really I love as much as the other chapters. (laughs) (laughs) And then um, the sixth area is about radiance, about how to bring in and activate radiance, which is the cosmic partner of the gatekeeper. The gatekeeper controls things coming into form and the radiance controls how it gets fueled or um, animated. So they act together. And, um, and I talk a lot in the book about, about that, that dance as well. Those, are, those go underneath how you heal a particular disease. It's how do you heal the energies so they can be well. Hmm. And if you're well, it's really hard to be super sick. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, wellness crowds out illness most of the time. Great. Wonderful. Great. So can you let our listeners know where they can find your book? Why don't we take them over to your website, let them know your website and some other things that you offer? Okay. So my website is, is www.ellenmeredith.com. So it's my name. And um, my last name is spelled M-E-R-E-D-I-T-H. Oh, it's there somewhere. That's my website. And I've got lots of stuff there. It's it's a massive website. And one of the things I want to point them to uh, in the context of this discussion is I have a really fun, free do-it-yourself divination tool. Where, and it's down at the bottom. Um, we're almost there on the right side bottom. You can see that little purple circle. Um, and that is um, a, a tool where you can pose a question. It will give you guidelines on how to do a little uh, array of of, of um uh, what they call a layout. And then it'll give you images and it has places for you to write and react to the images. So it's a way to strengthen and develop your intuition by playing. It's pretty fun. Oh, thank you. There it is. Um, so I would point people to that, but there's lots of other stuff there. And in terms of finding my book, I have links on the homepage to, to at least three different resources, but really if you want to support your local booksellers, they can order it online. Um, uh, it's available through major distributors. So it's, it's pretty much available through any bookstore or any book distributor online. Um, and per- most of us are still sheltering at home when we're doing this interview. So that's probably where you're going to get your books right now. But it's, it's widely available. New World Library is my publisher, and they have done a wonderful job, I think, both of designing the book. I love it. Look at that red yeah, spine. I love cool? it, too. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and that they've done a wonderful job at, of, at every level of it, and they've gotten it out to where to places, so it's really available. And wonderful. it's not that expensive. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking the time to being a guest on the Pet yeah. Woman Podcast. I just, you know, loved your book, love this information. We have to get it out there. We love New World Library. They are always bringing us amazing people, and you are one of those people. So thanks oh, so much. Thank and you. yeah, keep us in yeah. mind, you know, if you have anything else coming out, we would love to have you back on, maybe even giving some other yeah. demonstrations now that we're doing more video podcasting. So that would be oh, cool that would too. be fun. Yeah. Yeah, that was great fun. Thank you so much. It's been wonderful to talk to you. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to this week's show. Before you go, I just wanted to remind you to listen to our new podcast, Mindbenders. Visit mindbenderspodcast.com to hear my dad's synchronistic story. I hope it'll bend your mind about Jimi Hendrix. Then submit your story if you think it can bend our minds. Also be sure to check out the video replays of the 2020 Virtual Afterlife Conference. We have over 17 hours of amazing presenters exploring the survival of consciousness after death, working with hospice professionals, physicians, mediums, clergy, counselors, and alternative healers to offer a deeper understanding of death and beyond.